welcome everyone to Weekly Games Chat. I am your ghost, aka guest host, Chris, is always joined by the co-host, John. What's up, everybody? How's it going? How's see, it going, Chris? See, see, that was a John. You Johned right there. You literally went right into it. Love you. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good, though. Um, I would like to say I had a very eventful week, but I did not. <laughs> what is un- what is uneventful for you? A game came out Friday, and pretty much that's what I did. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. What and game could have come out? I don't know. Go to our Twitter page, Weekly Games Chat, and uh, you'll probably figure it out quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. so. I suppose so. That's the big thing I did. I mean, I'm trying to think. Did I do anything else this week? Not really outside of working, you know, the the usuals. <laughs> Sounds up. like an uneventful life. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's good to be uneventful, though. It gives you peace. <laughs> it's the best, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. <laughs> yeah. I just sit, I'm going to, like this game now, I'm just going to go to places and sit down and write haikus. So it's, is this uh, is this unmentioned game something you're enjoying i can't imagine what this game is called it's something i'm playing and that's where i'll leave it nice okay that's a tease for you listeners you can find out what i think next week maybe john too <laughs> maybe but he will not know my ways the ways that i've learned over the past four days <laughs> five days <laughs> so, so absolutely uh have you slept much oh yeah yeah i mean i haven't like killed myself on it you know it's more of just like you wake up um uh my lady friend she was kind of busy this weekend i did hang out with uh her friday night but um for the most part you know i was off friday so it was just like just sit here and play this game why not right and then saturday what else am i gonna go do <laughs> you know <laughs> right now um so that's kind of it was kind of a perfect excuse. Like that's the good thing about open world games right now. It's like, if you need hours to kill, uh, and I think a lot of people feel like that at points right now, why not have an open world game? Cause it definitely can do that task for you. Yeah, that's definitely true. Mm-hmm. Uh, me on the other hand, I, um, been doing some yard work. You know, you should come over to yard work with us. You might, mm. you might like it. Hmm. I'd be better at it than you. Uh yesterday I've been, I've been off uh this week. I'm I'm I go back to work Thursday, but uh we were initially supposed to go this week to um St. Augustine, Florida for a little mini vacay getaway. Um hmm. but the way things have been going, we decided not to do that. Probably a good call because sand has covid. But, uh, but it was a good, it was a good call for sure. Um, but you know, I've got, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if, um, if, uh, how you're doing with your days off, but I've, I've got, I've got days off. I need to burn. <laughs> I, so. one, I wasn't originally going to take off Friday and then I looked and I thought like, I thought I was making a dent. I was doing good. Right. Right. But remember they increased how many we could roll over right last year so i had the 48 hours i rolled over last year and i also maxed out last year 
So mm-hmm. I came in loaded to begin with. Um, sure. And I've never been a guy like you know, because unlike unlike you and Sean, for instance, because I don't have the wife and kids. Most times, if I go somewhere, I'm not going for a week. I don't need a week, you know, to to be there. Like if I want to go to the beach, I'll hit up Mikey and I'll be like, "Look, I'm going to come down Thursday, so I'll take off Thursday and Friday, and I might take off Monday, you know, right. and then I'm ready to go." Versus the family thing, where it's like, "Yeah, you're going to at least have two weeks during the year, probably for most families, I think, that are going to be five days off straight from work, if not more." Um, so for me, it does tend to pile up and I felt really bad last year because I actually ended up having a ton left at the end of the year. And I pretty much had to take the whole back half of, uh, December off to get rid of it because it, <laughs> in my job, if I don't use it, I lose it. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I can't get payout or anything. So I, I thought I was doing good. And then I looked and I still had 192 hours, um, when I got to the mill of last week and I was like, Hmm, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and take that Friday and, and go play this game all day because why not? <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's, um, it's been, it's been pretty good for me yesterday. Me and, uh, me and Clarissa went to Callaway gardens and we did a, like a 10 mile, 10 mile bike run. Mm, how's your butt? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's okay. okay. Um, it was hurting for a little bit. Yeah. yesterday during the bike ride but um i set my apple watch to the outside cycling setting yeah, yeah. and it's it, it's completely bogus that that setting is useless hmm. um we were biking for about two hours and when all that was done mm-hmm. i'd burned according to the watch i'd burned 400 some odd calories yeah which sound right. that's just totally not that's just total nonsense so i didn't close my rings because of that but you know next time i you know next time i'll just put it on like uh, elliptical or something like that <laughs> that'll probably track i'm better. walking you walked yeah. 10 miles and you were going this fast yeah <laughs> and then afterward after that we um we stopped in in town um in pine mountain and my old neck of the woods yeah great really nice place up there um it is if you want to go certain places let let me rephrase there's a nice strip there that's the way we say it yeah and we had a we had an outdoor we had an outdoor lunch a patio lunch um and where'd you go to uh, i I'd, i'd have to I'd have to tell you later. I'm not, I don't remember the place. Um, but it's, uh, she had, she had the best chicken and waffles I've ever had. Hmm. And these were grilled chicken. She got grilled chicken and she did this, she did this sneaky little thing with me. There's this thing, there's this app she has, uh, that's sort of helping her stay healthy and it's giving her daily challenges. It's giving her daily challenges as one. And one of the challenges was, sit down and have, have, have a meal with somebody. Mm-hmm. And when they're done with the meal, you're done with the meal, <laughs> whether you're finished with that's, your food or not, man, that's dangerous with you. Exactly. <laughs> that is dangerous. Like some people like uh Tony P uh friend of the show, you yeah. could, you could eat a mount of food before that man is done because he's about the slowest See? eater I know, but you are, you already exact, know where I'm going with this. I mean, like we go to Dinglewood and you get two scrambled dogs and they're down before I've eaten like half my bowl of chili. <laughs> hey, in my family, if you, if you ate, if you ate slow, you didn't eat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, it's just, she did it because, you know, she said, well, if I'm going to have the chicken and waffles, this is a perfect time to do it because, That's true. <laughs> because my husband burned through a burger and mm. fries like it was nothing. Like I did one inhale and it was gone. So she just set down the food. Did but you, the, uh, the, did you get the chicken and waffles then? No, I, I got the burger. She got, no, no, no. I, mean, I afterwards. I only tried it oh, and okay. it was, and I was surprised even with the grilled chicken. It mm. was so good. I've never had it with grilled chicken. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just a thing. Maybe it's just and chicken waffles. and waffles are. Waffles really good. Yeah. Maybe they're just made to be together. Yeah. Kinda so like today, that. you know, today I just, um, today I just went for a walk and burned. 900 calories like i'm supposed to (laughs) i've had to start doing mine like i was doing mine in the evening um but then because of the heat um it's like twofold one i don't want to go until like 7 or 8 p.m because it's like 97 degrees here every moment yeah Uh, and then the other side of it has been that you just get these really random thunderstorms from all the heat coming off and the fact that we're right by a river. Uh, you know, it's just, it's not uncommon when you get to the end of the day that all the moisture rising finally has an effect, right? Uh, uh humidity. Yeah. <laughs> lovely, lovely humidity. So instead I've started going in the morning. So I've been getting up at like six 30 to start work instead. And then about seven 30 or so I, after I've gotten some stuff done, I usually go for a 30 minute walk. Oh, that's good. And that's good. Can I tell you, ten times more pleasant than going at eight p.m. <laughs> I'm so, sure. Yeah. So that's going to be my new habit. I went. I went today around midday, mm. just because mm. I had just I just had to get it in because I was I, I was I was doing a bunch of errands all day long. Yeah. And yeah, you. I mean, it was. It. I was cooking. It was really, really hot. But uh, that's that's Georgia for you. Yeah, my late friend. She took her son hiking Sunday, and she asked yeah. if I wanted to come. And I was like, "Depends. Ooh. What time are you wanting to go?" Because <laughs> you know, anyone knows me, um, John. I think you attest this. I'm pretty much an on-time person, right? Like, oh yeah. If I say I'm, you know, if I'm going to be somewhere at 8 a.m., I'm probably there at 7:50 a.m. That's normally how i'm rolling unless something's really holding me up and if i'm late it's like 801 802 uh mm. unless there's just some extreme circumstance but she is a lady she is a you know just just the way she is you know and, and i maybe it's because i'm naive and i don't have kids right and i understand that definitely complicates things right slows it down what you can accomplish but um <laughs> She said, like, well, I'm going to get up at 7. Or she was said she was getting up at 6, and she was going to try to get her son up at 7. And they are hoping to be out there by 7.30, which meant we would have been there at 8.30. And they were wanting to do uh, the Wolfden Loop, which is, like, 7 miles. <laughs> and I can't say I was too enticed, because in my mind, I already knew it was going to happen. Sure enough, they ended up not going uh, once I said, like, now I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> uh, because she gave me the out she's like do you really want to go i was like not really not on that <laughs> no um <laughs> be careful be careful when they're giving you an out i know i know i was that i had not I, a, that is not a test <laughs> like really uh chris i'm really concerned that the fact that you really don't spend enough time with us trust me 
Um, I'm really <laughs> concerned about that, and I feel like it's uh, affecting us. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't think they actually ended up getting out there until about like 10:30 or 11. So nice. they 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 had fun. They they really enjoyed it, but uh, they definitely baked. <laughs> I bet. And I was like, look, on the other hand, we get to October. You want to go hiking? I'm your man. Because <laughs> that is my hiking weather. I'll do that all day. Yeah, and I swear, I I was working in the yards the other day, having to, and and Chris, I didn't used to have to do this. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think you know this. I had to every three to five minutes. I had to take a towel out and wipe my face down. Yeah. It's just getting. <laughs> You know, I'm st- I'm starting to develop that old man stink. I'm afraid <laughs> it's like you're going to enter another decade of years next week. Huh. It's right. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> other than that, life is good, and um, yeah. a lot of good a lot of good games are out for yeah. now. At least, yeah, for yeah. now we're about to. I guess I'm trying to remember when Madden's coming this year because that might be the only. I might get Madden on day one just out of necessity. You know, isn't that usually October? No, no, it usually comes out in August. It was for a while coming out at the beginning of August, and then they started delaying it more to be closer to the actual start of football season on Labor Day um, or the week after Labor Day. But uh, I think, I don't know, I need to go back and look, but I think there might be a push-up this year, you know, if they can. Hopefully. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We need some games. Hopefully we'll get some games on Thursday. We know that they're coming. Oh yeah, that would. Oh yeah, that that is Thursday. It is. Looking At forward noon. to that. Someone so, uh, Chris, I got a I got a surprise for you. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's not for you, okay. but something should be coming to me tomorrow. Ooh. And I will, uh, I will Facetime you when it gets here. Okay. But it's not yeah. for me. No, it's not for you. It's just it's a uh, it's something that I know you're. Uh, it's an item that I know you enjoy. Oh, okay. Is uh-huh. it beer? I hope it's beer. Huh? No, it's not beer. <laughs> I like beer. Yes, you um, do. Well, seeing as we're boring old middle-aged men that have to stay at home now, and unless they're going biking, um, you wanna, you want to go ahead and do this topic? Absolutely. Let's do this. All right. The topic is. You wrote it down. <laughs> Paper Mario the Origami King! No, you put it on the show now, so I just glanced at oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's right there, man. It's not that hard. Absolutely. Well, once again, Chris, that was gorgeous. That was gorgeous. Something, something that I've missed on the show. I'm glad you're back to do that for us. Yes, enjoy it while it's here. (laughs) Enjoy it while it's here. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this week we figured we'd give this no-name game that Chris is playing (laughs) one more week. And the idea was it was just, you know, this this allegedly this huge, sprawling open world. This huge open world. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, yeah, I got, you know, we could just cover Origami King. And uh, 
And ladies and gentlemen, I cannot tell you that I'm on the last boss or the last level or area, whatever you want to call it. I'm not even close to that. I've been I've been grinding this game for 20 to 25 hours. This thing is more is longer than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but you know, to be honest, I've never I've never finished a Paper Mario game. I've got I've got some experience with um, the first one and Thousand Year Door, which Thousand Year Door is just one of the more charming experiences I've ever had on a system. But um, yeah, this one um, this one is uh, Paper Mario: The Origami King, and it's a very uh, it's a very clever angle. They I have to give it to the Paper Mario series. Um, they always find very creative um, ways to introduce um, the world of Paper Mario. You know, whether it's using stickers on a 3DS game and then this this go around introducing the idea of origami, which is just to me, just is just brilliant. I mean, I don't even think it stops it just that like there's one thing I am appreciative of Nintendo like and they don't necessarily always end up being the games that are the most highly reviewed. Right. Like because I don't think it's the A team of Mario or whatever, the A team of. Zelda or whatever, but like they have a number of titles every generation, the last, or at least for the last two or three generations, it feels like where they really let their artists go out there and do something that is unique and creative and distinct. Uh, whether it was like, you know, Kirby's Epic Yarn, um, or the, uh, what was that Yoshi game that you and Sean played last year? Um, the Wooly one, right? Or whatever it was called. Uh, uh crafted world yeah like yeah. Thing, things like that, that that where you don't see i guess where if you could say if there's one thing and they really put themselves distinctly in you don't really see playstation doing that with properties maybe outside of little big planet right that would be the one exception and i don't think even microsoft where even though sure they have ori and that kind of stuff there's not like <laughs> tons of uh, different palettes that are highly creative that are an iteration of something that has a mainline popularity out there, right? It's just maybe we have one studio who comes and makes this creative thing for us. It's not this where it's like, I feel like the studio put this game out and then they're going to turn right around and say, okay, what are all the different ideas we could do for this next time? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and right. it's just, it's just so many so many properties by Nintendo are just designed for whimsy. I mean, yeah, you know, that's one of the things about this game. It is just it's always so whimsical. It's always so charming, and you know, it really focuses on a story that, while is outlandish, it really Paper Mario is one of those games <clears throat> where it really gives you real insight into the characters in the world of the Mushroom Kingdom. Um more so than most of the most of the Mario games out there, you know, aside from, you know, some of the 3D Mario games. Mm-hmm. Um but basically the premise is 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 very clever. You are you're heading to <laughs> it starts off like almost any other Mario game. By invitation, you are heading to the to uh Princess Peach's castle. And then <clears throat> you you show up and the town is deserted and all this stuff and you and you finally make your way into into the castle and princess peach comes out um and she's folded into origami yeah. um because you know everybody in the paper mario world is flat 
yeah. like a sheet, like a sheet of paper. So this is about a clash between regular sheets of paper and origami <laughs> folded creatures. So this uh, this this uh, king uh, named Ali comes into the Mushroom Kingdom, takes over everything, and starts folding um, everything to include toads, um, koopas, all these things, <laughs> folding them into origami shapes. Um, and and he's you know he's his goal is to find you as well and and fold you into origami mm. um but you know you you all of a sudden escape and you become you become partnered off with a um with a with a companion who olivia which is ollie's uh king ollie's sister mm-hmm. who doesn't agree with um king ollie's um desire to take over the mushroom kingdom she thinks that origami and flat sheeted paper can exist and, and coexist in a you know in a world you know so she's she's basically tasked with helping you uh defeat the origami king and so basically from what i gather um your main goal is to she uh, the origami king has wrapped um what is it streamers mm-hmm. <laughs> that are connected to different worlds uh, and wrap them around Peach's castle, and you have to go around basically to each world and destroy each streamer that's wrapped around the castle to open up the castle for your final confrontation. Ten, so that's basically the premise. It is it is it is unique yet traditional to every Mario game you can think of. So you're you saying um, Nintendo made a game where you go around destroying streamers. <laughs> That's all I heard. You know, it's like you know uh, when I mean stream, I'm talking about party streamers. I kid, I kid. So, but yeah, the uh, the 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 interesting thing about this one is is its approach to combat, and this is a little hard to explain. So if you if you will, you you are when you when you encounter an enemy, you know, just like any RPG, you encounter one enemy and it it moves to a different panel and you're fighting multiple enemies based on that encounter with that one. Mm-hmm. So the combat exists on this uh, circular combat arena and, and you picture a, a dartboard, if you will, with different squared areas that go off in rows and that row becomes angled and wider as you go. Okay. So what you have to do is the enemies show up randomly in, in different uh, panels on this circular um, circular combat arena. Hey, John. Yeah, man. Real quick, can you turn off your camera? I think we're having some slowdown, so it might help if we don't have the cameras rolling right now. Yeah, for sure. All right, continue. Sorry, sir. I can't see your lovely face. Ah, oh, it's all good. News. Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, on this uh, on this circular combat arena, um, when you when you go into a a combat scenario you, you and the enemies are taken to the circular combat arena and the enemies drop onto the 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 circular board randomly and your goal ideally speaking is to either line them up in rows as best you can so that you can as mario stomp down the row or get them into a group of four um two together and then after that two together so that you could use the weapon, the weapon that you have, um, which is a hammer that can uh, eliminate enemies in more of a clustered group. 
Um, but it's an interesting, it's nice. an interesting approach uh, to combat. And, and, and for the most part, it, it, it gets a lot right. Um, they're just, you know, you know, I, and I, and I guess for a game like this, you're really looking to make it simple and approachable for all ages, but you know, it would, but your, your approach to combat is, is pretty simplistic, even though the template you're using is, is actually quite novel of an approach. Um, so basically you take each row that circles the center and, you know, and, and you can rotate the, the circle, the circles within the circle, or you can shift um, columns to make it, basically within your turn, you can move the Goombas, all them around to make them, to put them in a, into rows or put them into clusters uh, to make your attacks more effective. Um, and so that's pretty much the approach to combat. I, I really enjoy the combat. Most, most combat scenarios are very puzzle like. Um, so you're, so oftentimes, oftentimes you're not able to figure out in time how to set the enemies up on the grid in the most idyllic form. Um, doing so, putting them in rows and putting them in clusters in the appropriate way, um, ups your attack power, um, and makes things easier. You know, the idea is in general, I think it's possible for every, for every um, combat scenario to knock out your enemies in one turn if you sh- if you shuffle all the enemies into the appropriate areas. So it's and basically. Good. What's I'm that? I'm trying to think of a good example. It, it reminds me a little bit of what you're saying of something like Into the Breach, where, you're, but I'm guessing it's not it's not turn based, right? Or is it? It is. It is turn based. It's okay. um, you're so, basically given you're basically given a time limit. Uh-huh. Uh, depending depending on the enemy type, you're basically given a time limit to get the enemies in the situation you want in gotcha. order to attack them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That kind and of on, that, yeah. that kind of reminds me a little bit of Into the Breach, where you you have an idea of what's coming, and it's basically saying, okay, how am I going to deploy what I have on the board to to counteract that before it does its damage? Right. Um. um yeah, I would say I would say that's that's accurate. But you know, you've got you've got every enemy is on the board. Mm-hmm. It's just up to you to maneuver them in a in a way that yeah. most efficiently gets rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it can get pretty mind boggling because you're aware of that clock going down. Now, one of the other um, aspects uh, mechanics to the game is um, you're going around in search of all the toads that have been transformed by the origami king and they're they're hidden all over the world they could be they could be stuck to walls they could be folded up in hidden places and your job is to release them from their origami state and um you know there's there's tons of them and as you and as you progress and continue to to release uh different toads um the the circular combat arena is like a stadium and the more toads that you rescue, the more those stadium seats fill up with toads watching you fight. So the toads, uh, in all honesty, they seem like nice guys, but they desire blood and they want to see you kill things. Oh yeah, they're 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 all about the vengeance. And so there's a couple of things you can do. Um, every combat victory gains you coins. Um, there's a number of ways you get a lot of coins. You get a lot of coins this in, in this game, and so. One of the things you can do is 
um, if you're having trouble with a circuit with a with a grid pattern, getting all the enemies in a in a row, you can you can throw coins at the audience, and the and the toads come in, and they can inflict some damage on the enemies. They can show you the they can give you hints as to the proper routes of the enemies, and sometimes they increase your health. Um, also, you know, as you're working your turn, trying to figure out the best way to line enemies up in rows and things like that, there's a timer going down. And if you press the plus button, you can pay coins forward in order to increase the clock. And you can do that. You can do that Hmm. on every enemy. You can do it on boss fights. As long as you've got the money, you can, you can keep a turn going as really as, as long as you want to, um, as long as you don't care about wasting the money. So um, confirm pay to win in (laughs) paper. Definitely definitely pay to win. Now, Uh, I feel like what you said before, though, you know, even though you like the combat, you said it's kind of simplistic, right? Like, I'm guessing once you get it, you kind of, as long as you respect the rules, you can kind of do what needs to be done to win, right? Um, yeah, well, the challenge, the challenge is, um, is not necessarily the combat itself. The challenge is um, sometimes it can be you can bake your noodle trying to get, trying to see the pattern as it exists. Mm, okay. Trying to move all the tiles into the right positions in okay. order to make sure that your attacks are good. And, you know, and, and you're, when your time runs out and you know that you haven't done it right, you'll hear a, you'll hear a kind of a let down sigh from well, the audience. Well. So it, it kind of judges you for not doing the, uh, the right thing. And, but if you, if you line up all the enemies correctly, to where you know that you can eliminate all the enemies in one turn, you'll hear cheers from the audience. Um, So that in and of itself is where the challenge really is on that grid system, making sure um, one of the things you, you can, you can shift the columns. um, in, In other words, instead of the rows, you can just shift the columns, making the enemies go up or down um, different, different panels. So you can shift them around that way as well as rotating them around the board. So there's two ways to to put everything, um, put everything in the proper order that needs to be for the most effective attack. But that's you know, the, but but as far as the attacks go, you basically have two attacks. You've got the stomp, you've got the hammer, and well, and you do have some power ups that you, that you can use that are pretty effective. But you know they have their limitations. You you can use a fire flower, and he shoots fireballs down the row, and that and and he eliminates most of the enemies in one turn. Um, I've you also have the access so far to a a raccoon tail that you can use, uh, but those are the ones that I've really um, come across so far. Um, you can have different types of hammers. You can have different types of boots, but your basic boot and your basic hammer do n- never wear out. But um, the special types of um, boots, which are heavier, do more damage. Those things wear out and uh, break over time, where you'll have to keep going back to um, one of the shops and, and buy more stuff. What, but, but you know, with all the money you're getting, it's it's never really been a burden to do it because I've. I average about 15,000 coins at any given time, most of the time. Hmm. So my question though, go for it. Uh, was you based on this combat though? Uh, so I was just pull, I pulled up the, the game spot review for this, right? Mainly Mm -hmm. because it says how long it took them to beat it. 
And I know you said you played this game for 25 hours. At least it feels like it. It yeah, could be yeah. less. Um, it really well, be less. Uh, their reviewer said it took them 45 hours. Does yeah. this feel like the kind of combat you want to do for 45 hours, John? Well, the, yeah, because I keep wanting to get better at it. Okay. You know, that it's that's the that's the toughest part about the combat is is forcing you into solving a puzzle. Um, the combat itself, executing the attacks, nothing to that. But it keeps, you know, it, it keeps making me because sometimes I'm in the zone and sometimes I do not know what's going on on that on that grid. You're saying um, that it makes you become analytical. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and you know how much I love puzzles. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I, I can I can come back and let you know how I feel after 45 hours of this game. Um, because that's, you know, that's not the, that's not all the kit and caboodle to this, to this mm. game that just the, the, the world is beautiful. This game is absolutely stunning. And, you know, with a game like this and what it's trying to do, I don't think it's that challenging to make a game like this look that good. Um, but one of the best things about this game is the, is the humor. And I don't say this a lot, but there was, a. Last night I was laughing in hysterics at this game. And this goes into um actually it had to do with fast travel. I walk into this place <clears throat> in order to uh get somewhere I'm trying to go and the guy says, "Hey, you've unlocked this this new type of fast travel system where I can put you pretty much anywhere you've already been." And how he does it <laughs> I was in stitches. He faxes you to another location in the world <laughs> and it, and, and it, and had all the, the traditional fax <laughs> dial tones and everything <laughs> and, that. and paper Mario t- goes upside down and goes into the fax machine <laughs> and he gets, he, and then he gets, and then he sends you to another world and you get spit out of their fax machine. It was, it was such a riot. I was so, I, I was in tears laughing at that scene. And there's been a lot of just funny moments. Like there's one boss fight where I'm about to, you know, go into the boss fight where all uh, Olivia says, um, he says, yeah, that's what I thought. Mario was tough and he's got a mustache and he's going to mess you up. Just stuff, <laughs> just, stuff, just stuff like that. And then when you beat that boss, he says to you, the boss says to you, you were better when you were a side scroller, man. And it, <laughs> just, just such awesome dialogue that is keeping that, that is keeping me chuckling the, you know, almost the entire time. Just the characters are just saying so many zany, crazy stuff. Um, and, you know, you've seen, you, 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 you know, you've seen the trailers for this game where there's this moment where you're, um, where you've got a Samus helmet on a Metroid's Samus helmet on mm-hmm. um, that, you know, I, I, I approached that scene last night um, and you in not only that you come across a Donkey Kong mask, you come across a Goomba mask. So it's, it's incorporating cosplay into this game too. It, it's, it's just, it's such, it's such a riot. Um, one of the things, one of the other mechanics you have is, is the ability to fill ripped sections of the world like the you'll see these holes where you think paper should be these holes where you have to fill in the holes with with confetti um and that repairs all the holes and and coins pop out 
Um, so that's another thing, you know, you get credit within the game, kind of a trophy system, if you will, that allows you to, you know, in each world, there's so many different holes that you fill with confetti. You, and if you fill all the holes, you know, you get a little trophy thing at the top that says you've done 100%, you know, you, you know, saving all the toads within a certain area gets you that same, you know, trophy ish, if you will, that says you've completed 100% of the rescuing all the toads. Mm-hmm. So it's just a so it's just a real a really fun experience with a great, you know, supporting cast. Um so, you know, and I think for the most part, I think for the most part it uh it really it really sticks the landing. Um you know, the only thing I would say was, you know, I, I think this combat system is something really, really ingenious. Mm-hmm. Um but I would just um and it, you know, there's, there's no telling how it progresses, but you know, having a little bit more attack variety would go a long way in making this um, something really, really unique. One of the most unique um, attack systems in a Mario game I've played since Mario Plus Rabbids, mm. but that wasn't necessarily unique. That was XCOM, but um, I'm really loving it. It's uh, it's it's a game that you know. There's another game. Um, that we might cover next week that I might have to force myself to play because I'm just having such a ball with this game. I don't um, believe you. You won't be say forced. What? You won't be forced. <laughs> you'll play that game for 10 minutes and you'll be like, Oh, look, it's got a fast travel system. <laughs> well, this fast travel system actually is not, it's not bad. Um, <laughs> Trust me. So, you'll, you'll like the fast travel system in this game that we may nice. talk about next week. I think it'll be up your alley. Sounds good. So yeah, that's that's uh, that pretty much sums up the game. It's 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 quite uh, it's quite entertaining. Definitely worth your time if you finish the other game we might be covering next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I think in the UK, um, it came in at number two behind mm-hmm. some other game. I don't remember the name of that game, but uh, it's. Uh, it actually is. It, it looks like it's the best-selling Paper Mario game that they've ever released oh, so far. Um, it's it's outsold the original and uh, Thousand Year Door, so it's doing pretty well relative to the other titles. And they keep making these, so apparently they're they're making their money. I wonder if it's just <laughs> there's there's more switches, right? So therefore, I don't know. Maybe maybe I mean, it's they had that. a they had a Paper Mario for Wii. You know, yeah, that's true. But that, but 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 I do take your point. It's um, it's such a it's, it's such a fun experience, and and I just I recommend it to anybody looking to give a new type of Mario game a try. I think I think they'll be real real happy with it. Well, cool. So uh, I think as far as yeah, what, as far what as would the Richard be if, if yeah. you were thinking about that? Seems I was like it would be very good. It. Um. To be honest, I think that it is well deserving of a nine in my book. Oh, um, I don't know what that means as far as a list goes. It's um, it it could be in the conversation, but at the end of the year, I'm just having a ball. I, I'm you know I was I was up till three in the morning last night playing it because I just didn't want to put it down. Nice, and plus you're off. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's why as well. That that that's important. <laughs> He didn't get up at 7 a.m. today, folks. Yeah, I was close. I got up around 8.15. Well, look at you. 
Yeah. Choice or because the family said it. They said my intent, you're being my intent was to wake up and and make Clarissa breakfast. Huh. So nice. You know, I didn't want to just because I'm off. I don't want to be completely useless. <laughs> <sighs> John, but I but I but I can't useless. wait to finish this game. It's I just I, I it's one of those. It's weird. I I think about it when I'm not playing it. Um, well, I guess I'm you sure, could. I mean, you, know. you could just keep playing it, and I can handle next week. So you got that out if you need it. <laughs> At least I can give uh, some impressions next mm-hmm. week. Oh <laughs> uh-huh. uh, well, that's cool. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you are enjoying it. I think I'll. Yeah, Chris, yeah. If you want to borrow this, I'll, I'll I'll let you borrow it. I think you I think you'll enjoy it. You would enjoy it too. At least you know just to spend. You know, I think if you just spend. If I let you borrow it and you spend ten hours with it, I think you'd have fun with those ten hours. I'm sure it might not be it might not be something you'd care about finishing, but it's just a really neat little game. It sounds really like it'd is. be a solid poop game. Maybe, especially with <laughs> after forty five hours and you can't stand up. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody come get me. Well, good, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it, um, or are enjoying it, I should say, uh, yeah. and. It's, it sounds like very, very much like you recommend. So, oh, if you, so. I would imagine if you got kids right now, maybe this is one for all you parents out there to go get because they're tired of tending their islands in Animal Crossing. Sounds like this has a lot of fun. Yeah, I think so it's a great it game to play with your kids. Yeah, there's some there's some things about it that are probably over a young kid's head, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that a um you know a dad and a a, a son can can't play it together well i mean it might be a it might be a good thing just to have them have the kid play it have the parent watch because it sounds like a good tool to build critical thinking skills yeah um Mm -hmm. but the same time as you said yeah the kid's not going to get the facts joke you're going to get the facts joke but that's what is sometimes fun you know is getting those charming personalities over it's like yep adult we understand you're here too we love you (laughs) And you know, I will say last thing, um, it's, it, it has open world vibes, mm-hmm. um, meaning that it's, you know, an open traversal, but it's an open world almost in the way that Ocarina of Time was. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just, it's really cool that you can just pretty much go every, anywhere you want. You can go back to places to find the things that you couldn't find initially. Yeah. So there's a lot of backtracking you can do all optional. So, but that's, uh that's my story and I'm sticking with it. Well, good. It. You want to do some news? Oh, I would love to do some news. Well, let's do some news. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. I did that because I'm in a canyon by myself because John is afraid to do it because he'll peek. (laughs) (laughs) I will peek. You will. (laughs) You know this. Ah. Oh, yeah. I guess I actually have to have the notes to look at, huh? That's okay. While you're doing that, I can go first. Okay. Hey, Chris, can I borrow $114,000? No. Well, a sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers for the NES has sold for $114,000. This now holds the record for the sale of a single game. The game was sold via Heritage Auctions, and the game 
was released in 1985 as a launch title for the NES. In 2019, a copy sold for $100,150. That's, uh, that's good inflation numbers for you. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. And Chris, the reason I think, you know, we should, you know, everybody might say, well, I had this, uh, you know, I had this on the NES. What's the big deal? You know, the, this is different from the packaged game where it came with Duck Hunt and uh, yeah, yeah. Mario Brothers. They actually, <clears throat> you know, at, at first, you know, the NES actually wasn't off to a great start. And this little game, you know, nobody was buying this thing off the shelf mm-hmm. as a standalone game. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, you ever, if you ever, you can always look at this up online, ladies and gentlemen, go back and look at the original story uh for <laughs> for Super Mario Brothers the original game where it says that uh King Koopa turned all the people of the Mushroom Kingdom into bricks and stuff like that so you're this you're this plumber running through the world killing people <laughs> as, you're, as you're as you're breaking bricks throughout this game Murder. but yeah and, and, you know I've seen there's actually one there was actually a game like this I think it was this game that was actually featured on Pawn Stars uh, mm-hmm. Where somebody brought this one, this particular one in, I think it had a grading of eight point five or something like this. But this one was a this grading was a, above a nine. But this game, in its package form, the standalone copy is is kind of becoming the action comics number one of video um, games. Yeah, you know, because you know there, there's 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 comics that precede action comics number one, but action comics number one was sort of the beginning of the pinnacle of what became yeah on the books as we know it today it, it, which is just like which well, is just like super mario brothers well that and i mean superman is still the most iconic well-known superhero ever created right and i would i would argue that at the same time super mario uh is the same like that, yeah sure he i cannot think of a bigger icon in this i know people love zelda and people love Master Chief and, you know, and Kratos and all those. They they pale, pale in comparison to oh, for sure. what Mario has accomplished. And, and Chris, let's be honest. Mario would destroy Superman. We know this. No. We know this to be true. No. It's not true. Yeah. Not even mini true? <laughs> not one bit. Speaking of minis, a Nintendo Direct Mini was held on Monday morning. We had a couple of announcements. They are Cadence of Hyrule is getting three DLC packs that add characters, music, and story content, as well as a season pass available for all three bits of content. I believe you can actually, uh, they're going to have a package out this fall I saw in there that will have uh, everything, the complete you know game and all the DLC. Uh, Rogue, yes, I, like a, I like a good package. Mm-hmm. Rogue Company will be coming to Nintendo Switch. It's currently available for early access. Shin Megami Tensei 3 <laughs> Nocturne HD Remaster and Shin Love Japanese titles. <laughs> and Shin Megami, Megami Tensei <laughs> Megami, Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, whatever. Uh 5 have been announced for the Switch. I don't care about those. <laughs> None of this. This was a very underwhelming mini direct and cuz the last one was actually really solid. I don't remember what they announced, but I just you remember it being very solid. You say that, but that's because you don't play Cadence of Hyrule. And I have to say, I watched that part of it and I was like, ooh. Well, I, I, I own a copy of it. Um, and I, I think actually you guys covered it 
yeah. when I was on not on the show. We loved it. Yeah. So I've been meaning to give it another whirl. Um, but you know, I have no rhythm. It's it's so. that pat upon bass. <laughs> it's it's just very nice. You know yeah. what's also nice? MPD. Oh, speaking of MPD, we have MPD numbers for June. The Last of Us Part Two was the best-selling game for June, becoming the third best-selling game of the year so far. In fact, the game's launch enjoyed the biggest first month of any 2020 game in the U.S. Shocking. Here are the best-selling games of the month. Number one, The Last of Us Part Two. Number two, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number three, hmm. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Four, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah. Five, Mortal Kombat 11. That's surprising. Six, Red Dead Redemption 2. Seven, even more surprising, Ring Fit Adventure, (laughs) uh, which is quite fun, actually. Uh, Eight is NBA 2K20. Nine, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And number 10, old Minecraft Dungeons. Nice. It's nice to see it on there, especially considering, you know, I think a lot of people are playing it through Games Pass. (laughs) Yeah, and, and, you know, I'm so glad that uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 is on there once again. It doesn't get enough love. So is where it did. It's nice to see there. Ah, you know what's also nice? When Going you when you go full steam ahead. Steam. Yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two has entered full development. In fact, Tetsuya Nomura, uh, the game director, wants to deliver the game quote as soon as possible. This comes by way of a new interview with uh, Fam- Famitsu. Uh, Famitsu, uh, with the following additional details. One, the next installment is already in full development. Two, they couldn't go further with Madame M's massage scene. Otherwise, the rating would have gone up. And three, Roach was supposed to have a battle in Chapter 14. That would have been fun. Uh, We know everyone... Oh, I'm sorry. Quote, we know everyone wants the next installment quickly. We would also like to deliver it as soon as possible. Since we were also able to see the line of quality from the first installment, we hope to make the next installment even better in quality that can make for an even better experience. We would like to get out as soon as possible, so please wait for it. I think we can clearly convey the direction when we officially announce the next installment. Chris, tell me about the Madame M massage (laughs) scene. Yeah, so uh, you go to at Madame M in um, when was the name? It's like a village uh, that's kind of like a slum village. Well, not a slum village. It's was it? It's basically where you go uh, to to where people go to gamble and all this other stuff, right? To escape from how bad the reality is. Uh, sure. So she has a hand massage par- parlor, and Cloud can get. <laughs> a massage and you know obviously it's acting as a sub in for something that is kind of not unfamiliar in Japanese culture and um i think there was a lot of suggestion in the in the original game that you could get away with because it was mainly through the text and you're just watching blocky characters do it here you know it has a close up of the hands and stuff like that and um I could see why there would be worry that if you show certain things, um, it would automatically elicit the uh, ESRB saying, hey, that's got to be M, right? It reminds it, it so it's kind of like uh, in Dragon Quest, you can go to different villages and walk up to this girl and get uh, Puff Puff. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's a giveaway. <laughs> like I, I'm thinking most recently, um, SNL when Bill Hader was on one year, right? There was yeah. uh there was a skit where he was playing this old guy in a wheelchair and the idea is that his girlfriend is way younger and she's going over to have ladies' night with her friends. But when they get there, his Cialis kicks in because they're trying to get pregnant. So <laughs> she gets on his uh his scooter, right? <laughs> uh and just puts a blanket over her. And basically they they told him the uh censor people for SNL told him and said, Bill, do not move your legs or pelvic reason region one ounce because we will get fined thousands of dollars so you know he's very still okay yeah uh no he didn't the fun part of that bit was uh he's doing a thing where where he's driving the scooter around and he starts to back up because he's gonna say something and he ran into one of the the other uh cast members and started just dragging her across the stage because she's in a wooden chair and she's like it's me and he's got to go back into this and of course it's bill Hader, so you just immediately breaks character and starts laughing you know yeah but yeah. but like bill Hader, he also pulled it together and delivered it <laughs> and he was on cialis yes yes because yes. <laughs> you know cialis is ready when you are <laughs> he's like it's ready <laughs> uh, but you know you should limit your cialis to one per household <laughs> that's what i hear otherwise it could get pretty dangerous mm-hmm. uh speaking of that though users of reddit uh, have data mined Sony's hardware retail site to discover that the PlayStation 5 may be limited to one console per household. This was also done for PlayStation 4. However, the difference here is that they will be limiting one per household regardless of what model uh, you buy. And at the time of PlayStation 4, they only released one model, mm-hmm. meaning you can only buy the PS5 or PS5 digital and the rule will still apply. Mm-hmm. Regarding pre-orders, Sony has assured us that the decision for the console to go on sale will not catch anyone off guard. Yeah, I saw that last week where uh, one of the groups I'm on and online like was saying, like, I've heard a rumor at 3.30 this afternoon, pre-orders are going up. I'm yeah. like, there's no way Sony is doing that without first, A, telling you the price, exactly. which I think we all agree they're not going to do before Microsoft says their price. Um well, and B, you know, without giving everyone ample warning because they know it's going to be such a major headache. But obviously this news and everything with them at least starting to have pages on places like Amazon means that uh, they must be getting ready. And I would imagine I would imagine both Microsoft and Sony will be uh, putting their uh, prices out and probably targeting pre-orders at some point in, in August. You know, I, I'm just wondering if uh, PlayStation is going to discontinue anything. I don't know. But you know what? Microsoft is because it's announced that ceasing production on the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S all digital editions. The Xbox One S standardized version will continue to be available for purchase for the time being in a statement to IGN, quote, As we ramp up into the future with Xbox Series X, we're taking the natural step of stopping production Xbox One X and Xbox One S All Digital Editions. Uh, At Xbox, we're making massive investments to forge the future of gaming, a future that puts the player at the center of the Xbox experience. We continue to build great games at Xbox. We continue to build out Games Pass with now more than 10 million members across the Xbox console and PC 
We're previewing Project xCloud in 15 countries so we can play games, uh, so people can play games with their friends on any device. In addition, we're working on the next generation of console gaming with Xbox Series X, the fastest, most powerful console we've ever built, which includes backward compatibility with the thousands of Xbox games and Xbox One accessories as we ramp up in the future with the Xbox Series X, we're taking the natural step of stopping production of the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S All Digital Edition. The Xbox One S will continue to be manufactured and sold globally. Gamers can check in with their local retailers for more details on the Xbox One hardware availability. Um, and this kind of like is a little bit of a summary, right? Because I think they just rolled two things in this once the press started asking about this. Uh, Phil earlier in the week did like a huge letter that was almost like a rally cry for gamers, right? He's like, this is what we believe in and this is what we're going for. Um, and then as far as what Project X Cloud, he also in that very importantly said, hey, by the way, this is coming to Games Pass Ultimate for free. So, you know, they seem like they're getting all their ducks in a row so they know Everyone's going to be questioning, wait, why are you getting with these if you say that's not uh, where, you know, you said like we didn't have to jump right to the next generation, right? But you're getting rid of these two additions. Um, and I think the reason they're getting rid of those two additions is basically they're confirming to everyone, yes, the lock card is real. And that that's basically just going to be the new S model out there and it won't be that expensive. So you know, there's incentive for you if you don't have an Xbox to buy this, but if you do have an Xbox already, you'll be fine because these two things aren't that far apart. Well, I don't remember um, Xbox 360's entire line going off the manufacturing assembly line when Xbox One oh, it came did. out. Yeah. They just went down uh, to the slim. That was it. That's all it did? Yeah, they just went down to their slim model. Okay. So I, I just, I, at first I just thought, well, I, you know, at, part of me felt like they were really in a situation where they had to make room due yeah. to certain conditions, you know, obviously going on in the world right now that they had to shove some c- certain things to the side. Maybe. But my guess is obviously that, you know, the Xbox One X probably wasn't much of a system seller. Well, remember, this is only the digital edition too. Well, digital edition, but no, no, no. There's a digital edition, which is an S version, but yeah. there's no digital edition of Xbox One X. No, yeah, but like at the same time, they're saying they're still doing the regular Xbox One S. Right. And yeah. my guess is the reason they're doing that is because the Xbox One S was the, was basically the seller. True. That's the that's the yeah, financial that's justification for keeping it. Yeah, that's fair too. But I mean, like, if I think their big thing here is like you know, especially with the One X, right? is what they're selling that for about 400 now right so if you're gonna sell if if the rumors are true or whatever and the price is somewhere between 400 and 450 for the xbox series x why the heck would you have that out there unless you're gonna drop price on it and honestly i don't see why someone would run out to buy an xbox one x at that point Right. Even if it's down to $300, it would be like, especially if they're coming through with this series S that is going to be somewhere between 200 and $300. 
why? You know, there's yep. there's nothing oh, yeah. for you there. Yeah, nothing. Hmm. You write. You write. Just like Hopefully a Metacritic oh, user. Before review. we move on, um, you think um, mm-hmm. you think Thursday they'll give us a price? I think so. Um, yeah, I think so too. I, I mean, think, I think they have they've realized that Sony's probably just gonna yeah. never. They're not gonna blink on this. No, and it's because they know they like we've talked about this. They are someone who they want to make an inroad they are such a big corporation that they can afford to make a heavy investment where they take losses early on in the idea of get them to games pass. Right. If, if you can, uh, because I think the other thing that came out this week, what they got rid of the 12 month gold subscription cards for now, you can only get like three and six months or one in three months. It's one of those, right? So either you're going to get people through that or really if they're smart over time, they're all going to just look at games pass and say, Hey, it's a lot easier just to pay 15 bucks a month. And I get all of this. Um, so if you're, if that's your idea, you're willing to take that loss on the front end because I mean, how much do you think Microsoft gets out of every $15 every month from someone who has that membership, right? Right. You know, if if you say five percent or maybe ten dollars of it goes to uh <laughs> goes to, you know, the developers, and I think that is maybe even being gen- you know, very generous in that. Yeah. Um if they're just getting five bucks a month from, you know, fifty million people <laughs> every year on top of what they sell and what people buy in their stores. Uh, man, it, it's a win for them. Um, oh, yeah. It, it's just there's money to be made there. So they're definitely going to push as far as I think they can, where Sony is, hey, we made this really cool pr- proprietary SSD tech, and it's really expensive. And, you know, it might be one of those things where if Microsoft does come in and <laughs> imagine if Microsoft did somehow just say $400 tomorrow, on Thursday, right? Or I guess tomorrow from when y'all hear this. Yeah. I don't know how Sony could match that. Maybe they could push 450, but I think that would have to be a very hard sale. You know, well, you know, there's been speculation on how cheap these boxes will be relative. Yeah. And I think, I think honestly, I think, I think Phil's going first because he's comfortable with the price. I think yes. at this point they don't care what the price is of the PS5 because I think, I think they're gambling, but mm-hmm. I think that, I think they've got a royal flush. Yes. I think their prices will be competitive and, and they know it. So, yeah, I fully, I'm with you. I, I fully expect the price to be announced. Mm-hmm. I would be surprised if it wasn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I guess there's a possibility that they say, here's, we're going to say this date and time, but I just don't, I don't see the point of it, right? Because this feels sure. like this one that they're doing on Thursday is the presentation that they were probably going to do at E3. And if I'm going to be honest, I think if E3 had happened this year, you would have had it then. We would have already had it now. It's just that they're all changing how they do this because they're like, well, do we have to say it in June now? Well, if we don't, let's just wait a little bit longer and see what's going on, and then we'll go from there. Faux show. Yeah. They, they said, let's delay it 36 days. Speaking of delays, Metacritic delays uh, user scores. 
Uh, Metacritic has decided to delay user reviews for new games until 36 hours after the release of a game in a defense against, quote, review bombing. The decision comes only a few weeks after the release of The Last of Us Part Two, which become one of which became one of the the more recent examples of games being targeted by negative reviews. Considering The Last of Us Part Two can take up to 30 hours to complete, many early reviews were posted without having finished the game. "Quote: We recently implemented the 36-hour waiting period for all user reviews in our games section to ensure our gamers have time to play these games before writing." their reviews this new waiting period for user reviews has been rolled out across metacritic's game section and was based on data-driven research and with the input of critics and industry experts i think this is bs i do not care about this because the 36 hour window is not going to do a darn thing i think it i i think if they are definitely um targeting in the way that obviously last of us distinctively got targeted right where there was a group of people that were very passionate to say very negative things regardless of whatever their the truth may be um yeah do are you gonna stop that with this no um on the other hand for games to get more of a normal amount of reviews right it may be a good thing. Um, whereas you're, because yeah, I, I agree. Like it's the dumbest thing in the world when you get to, you know, 1201 AM the day of release. And all of a sudden there's 2000 user reviews and you're like, you did not play this game yet. And you just like, you read some of them and they're terrible, right? They're just, <laughs> they're like, Oh, I read this thing online. It says this it's zero, zero out of 10. Or, you know, in the opposite thing. I love Zelda. Zelda's the greatest thing ever. 10 now, 10. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're not taking the time. <laughs> um, it may be good for, in those instances, to say, like, hey, this is something that's not very reliable right now because it is very volatile because there's no way for us to really know who has actually gotten an early copy or not versus, say, like, critics where we know they got a copy, right? Um so, you know, I don't know. It, it's it's interesting. Uh, will it make an impact? I don't know. I think they're, I think if they're going to really do it, they're going to have to go to a very technical IT level and start look at things like IP addresses and stuff like that where all of a sudden you just have 40 reviews coming in like two minutes from one IP address, right, that just happen to have 40 different users. That would be the kind of thing I would say. You should look at that. Because that, to me, doesn't make logical sense. <laughs> That's what I would limit. <laughs> um, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if it's mandated going forward. Is that you? That's I me. I think it's you. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Finally this week, I'm falling into a Finally this week. GameStop has mandated mask. GameStop has made the decision that all of its stores in the U.S. will require customers to wear face coverings as of July 27, 2020, due to the, quote, growing spread of COVID-19. Quote, we believe this is the right thing to do to ensure the health, safety, and well-being of our associates and customers from the growing spread of COVID-19, providing a safe environment in all of our stores for 
All of our customer and store associates continues to be our top priority and wearing a face covering is simply step is simply a step every one of us could take to ensure the safety of others in our stores. Good for them. Seems like all last week that's what we saw, right? Like the finally reached a, a head like for once Walmart said we're requiring it, then pretty much Target said, "Yep, we're requiring it." And it, it's kind of just trickled down more and more. Look, as soon as Walmart required it, basically the country required it. Yeah, pretty much. I can't wait. I can't wait to go in the next couple of weeks, go to peopleofwalmart.com and see all the crazy masks people are wearing in that in that store. I just want to see one of the 70-year-old greeters fully tackle someone not wearing a mask. And <laughs> <Yeah>. say, no! <laughs> yeah. You can't you come know. here! But uh, I've been going into game. I've been into GameStop two or three times since all this has gone down, and I've I've had a mask on. Nice. Uh, and and luckily, Ricky is able to look into my eyes and see who it is. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah, I won't be going into a GameStop because I buy all my games digitally. But you know, if anyone wants to go, um, if anyone wants to, you know, I. Uh, that good I, i'm more so happy for their employees than uh than anything on that right because they're oh, yeah. the ones they're behind glass yeah. most of the time now too you go yeah. in there and now uh-huh. we've got the, the the standard glass um over the covering the registers and and blocking but, me from hawking a loogie at them so but to be fair it does go both ways um there sure. was a there yeah, was a absolutely. there was an instant inst, uh interesting case i heard in um i think it was in texas where like uh it was a barbershop, right? Um so one of the the people who cuts hair there had symptoms and felt sick but still went to work, right? Within a week she, you know, was fully tested positive and was at home and one of the other uh uh barbers also got it and was at home, right? And over the course of this week before they both kind of got quarantined and put aside. They they saw like 350 people and cut their hair and not one single one of them uh, ended up actually getting the disease. And it was because of the fact that both all the patrons and the two people cutting the hair were wearing masks the whole entire time because it's just mm. a lot harder to spread that way. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, I think it's a win-win for everyone. So hopefully, you know, if you go see Ricky, he's not going to give you COVID and you're not going to give him COVID. So, yay. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, He would never do that to me. You say that. But Ricky <laughs> lies in the shadows. <laughs> Want some sickness? <laughs> Buy a pop or else. <laughs> uh, you want to wrap this up? Oh, yeah. Just to be safe. Bit when he was on late night, when you go in the year 3000.
2000 or well, it was 2000 yeah. at the time yeah, and, then the became, and then became yeah. the year 3000 later once we got to 2000 <laughs> <laughs> i used to love that bit that's uh, almost as good as the uh chuck norris clips yes that was that was yeah the walker texas no, ranger texas ranger yeah yeah, yeah specifically the, texas ranger clips. just pull that lever <laughs> yeah there were so many conan was really in his element in those days he still does good stuff now but uh you know times change <laughs> change uh if you want to write your thoughts and prayers thoughts and thoughts prayers, prayers. thoughts and prayers uh, you can write them to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com, just like Riley did. Riley says, hey, fellas. Hey, Riley. Uh-huh. Just want to say thank you for the effort you put into the show. I started listening last summer after my girlfriend bought me a Switch. I traveled for work, and she thought it would be perfect for me. I found your show as I was searching for game reviews and found you guys to be an all-around great podcast. I like how your show isn't dedicated to trying to stay family friendly to a point where it feels like a children's show like so many others do. I look forward to the podcast each week because it feels like discussing games and current events with some buddies. Like We're I buddy. S- yeah, yeah. Right, buddy? Right back at you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> like I said before, I mainly play on my Switch. I do have a PC, but hardly have the time to play it anymore. I find myself rotating through Breath of the Wild, Octopath, Astral Chain, Outer Worlds, and a constant stream of indies. My girlfriend and I love to play Mario Party and Super Mario Bros. You, uh, Deluxe. Do you have any suggestions for simple couch co-op games? She likes, or she's a classic Mario fan and Pokemon fan, so she can find a lot of games difficult. Anyways, thanks for what you do. Hope Sean didn't spell it right. Uh, feels better. Uh, John. Ooh, that's a great spelling of John. He spelled it like Vaughn, but John. Uh, keep up the good work and thanks for filling in after your retirement. Kriaz. Uh, almost spelled like Khaleesi in a way. Uh, it's like K H R Y S S E. Let's see. Couch co op games on the Switch. Hmm. Uh, there's, uh, you know, a few come to mind for me. I mean, I think Go they said it. they they play Super Mario Party, uh, mm-hmm. which is which is great. Mario Tennis has a great uh, couch co-op. Mario Kart Eight is an yeah. obvious one. That's what um, I was gonna say. And you know, if if you know, I, I would say Diablo Three is really great on yes. the Switch. It really is, um, and you can play it. Um, you can play it with two controllers, um, on one machine. So uh, that's definitely one. Uh, I would recommend for hmm. sure. Yeah, Mario Kart 8 would definitely be my big one. Um, trying to think besides that, I think Kirby's got multiplayer, right? It does. Yeah, yeah. so there's there's another fun one. I, I mean, pretty much anything from Nintendo that's couch co-op on it, I would definitely recommend you take a look at if if you're going there because nothing they ever make is so exceptionally difficult that it's going to make you throw a controller, right? And usually, like, they have options for that, too, where you can be like, hey, does this person not have experience at games? Are they a young child or are they just not someone who games a lot? Here is a life bubble for them so that they can make it through. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, Captain Toad's actually kind oh, of a yeah. fun one, too. Um, and I think Rocket League is on the Switch now. I think that's mm. a pretty good co-op. That, that might be harder, though. Might be. Yeah, Might that be. one. And that then, one and then of course, there's Minecraft uh, dungeons, which, which you know, or just Minecraft. Know, pretty fun. Pretty fun. 
I mean, Minecraft on its surface really isn't that hard of a game. It's just more finding yeah. out all the little nuances, depending on how far you want to go. Uh, next up, we got Scott, a.k.a. the Ginger Bear. He loves us so much, he wrote two emails this week, John. First up, he says, hey, guys, first off, prayers out to Sean and his family while he recovers. Now to the meat. It's nice hearing your it's nice hearing Chris's buttery smooth voice back on weekly game chat. I found you guys by looking for anything I could find on Death Stranding. I beat the story in January and put the game down well for almost two months. I couldn't stop thinking about it. While I was on the road, I decided to go for the Platinum Trophy, and it took me another 30 hours. Whew, that's a lot wow. of work. Yeah, it's it's a lot, John. I've never had a game quite like this. I went in expecting absolutely nothing and came away mesmerized. I still think about it every day in some capacity. My wife. Your wife. Your wife. Got me the PS4 Pro Death Stranding console for Father's Day. I believe I actually tweeted it to you guys. Nice. Um, She was singing with me at the end of the game when I was a grown man crying because I thought BB was dead. Ooh, spoilers. (laughs) Anyways, I picked up Ghost of Tsushima and I'm loving it so far. It's basically Japanese Witcher. I appreciate Sucker Punch creating a unique story and making it so beautiful and engaging. Thank you for all you do. I've only been listening a couple of months, and I've been listening to your backlog. Uh, you are cool by me, even though you are Alabama fans. Ha! Go Vols. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. No, Phil Fulmer, you go away now. Um, and then his second letter, he put a follow-up in it that just says, Hey, guys, I meant to follow up on my point about Death Stranding. Have you ever gone into a game expecting nothing, and then it impacted your life? I guess that's what I get for writing an email before the sun is up and I haven't finished my morning coffee yet. Thanks again, Scott, a.k.a. the Ginger Bear. We're, well, Ginger Bear, it's good to know that we were the first thing you thought of when you opened your eyes. Right? That's what you should do every day. So, Chris, my question for you is, um, you know, with Death Stranding out <clears throat> mm-hmm. and I guess upcoming Horizon Zero Dawn, are, are they incorporating some sort of trophy system or is it just Steam trophies? Yeah, I mean, they have the Steam achievement thing. I can't remember what they're called. But it's all the same. Yeah, it's all the same. I mean, I've been, I played, uh, I played the opening two chapters in the prologue um, for for Death Stranding on PC. It's one of those I was like, well, I didn't get the chance to finish this because of the show. And Mm -hmm. I thought about a couple months ago after I left going back to it, and then they announced it was coming to PC, and I was like, well, um, we'll just wait for that. And now I can Look, have a, a version of the game does not make my uh, PS4 turn into the jet engine it likes to be. And I have look, a version that runs at 60 frames per second. Looking good? Yeah, oh, yeah. It looks great. Runs like a yeah. champ, too. Uh, yeah, I, think it's, I think it's on my list to get on PC. I think I'm going to do that. Oh, that's the one you're going to go in? I would tell you to go play Metal Gear first, but I think that would be more your speed, personally, because I know you like stealth. Which um, Metal Gear? Just get five. I mean, no. like, you'll be confused in terms of the opening, and you might not get every little thing that's in there, right? But sure, once you get in, once you get past that opening prologue chapter, and it's just, okay, here's Snake and or Boss, and he's in Afghanistan, and he's going to go do this mission. You're just, then you're just focused on, you know, the objectives at hand. Um, yeah, that, that would be my suggestion, though personally though uh, maybe you will like death stranding 
I I I will admit I put it on easy mode uh on PC cuz I was like I've done these hard hours and I just want to get through this until yeah. I get certain things and then yeah. we will go back to normal. <laughs> so that's gotcha. kind of how I'm playing it right now. As far as a game that I was not expecting anything and impacted my life, probably the biggest one for me would be Mass Effect. I really wasn't when that came out, it was right after the Xbox uh 360 launched and um you know it was just this thing like I'd played Bioware games before, but I didn't really know too, too much about it. It was just, everyone was saying, Hey, this is really one of those things you should play. Uh, if you've got an Xbox 360 and I was like, okay. Um, and they're like, it's sci-fi. I was like, I like sci-fi. And you know, I, I think I've gone on record here, you know, that started the love for, uh, that series started, very quickly for me and then you know made it to where i i still would consider mass effect 2 and my top five games of all time so what about you john definitely bioshock oh yeah that's a good one too i should have said that well um it's just i i didn't i didn't i just thought it was just some popular game people were talking about and i was like okay i guess i just should i I guess i just just play it um and you kind of got me interested in it when you talked about it's sort of, um, you know, inspiration through Ayn Rand and, and Atlas yeah. Shrugged and stuff like that. So there was an immediate, immediate, immediate hook there, but it was critical of that particular work, which I'm a fan of that particular work, but it still stuck with me. And it just, I'm, I mean, I've, I actually, I've played the game probably three or four times mm-hmm. and I'm playing it again on PC nice. for my fifth time. It is. I mean, I remember when that came out too, because that was another one of those games early in the Xbox 360 life cycle that when it came out, you know, people, it was something new, right? A completely new series. Um, I don't think Insomniac was someone who was so well known at that point. Um, like they were when they finally folded. Uh, and, and I remember going to the midnight release for that at GameStop and I was maybe one of five people there to get it. And it shows you how much times changed during that generation. Oh, yeah. You could not get a, like a special edition of that game if you want to, you know? And, uh, I think yeah. only one of us was getting that the rest of us were just getting the regular edition. And it was one of those ones where I just read it. Oh, this is really good. If you like first person shooter stuff. And I was like, okay. Yeah, that, Bioshock is a game now where if you're talking about top five games of all time, somebody's bound to mention it. Yeah. It's just, it just goes into the list so many times now. For sure. It's definitely <clears throat> one of the most distinct games of that generation. Uh, finally, we got Vince, also known as Overblown Truth. He says it doesn't matter. And he says, what's up, guys? What up, Vince? What's up? So I figured out the real reason why Chris left the show. He may say whatever he wants, but I figured it out, and he can't deny it. He has hinted that he has a lady friend. <laughs> now, we all know what that means, so let me ask you, Chris. Is it really bros before hoes? Oof. I would oh, never. Oh, no. Uh, those, are not my, those are not my words. Those are his. Uh, did she make you stop? Whipped. Uh, actually, <laughs> Vince, that actually happened after I left the show. Thank you. I decided to leave the show back in February, right? <laughs> I think it was when yeah. I began having discussions to say I was thinking about it. And then I think I told you guys in March for sure it was happening. 
but he says, of course, I'm just joking. It's a great honor to hear your voice again, if only temporarily. Thoughts and prayers to Sean still, and just have to give a shout out to Paper Mario, which could have gotten overshadowed, but is still a solid Paper Mario game. He gives it 8.5 out of 10 Richards. Very fair. Very right. fair. P.S. I thought about that score. I thought about an 8.5. <laughs> P.S. John, I understand why you repurchase games for PC. It's also a bad habit of mine. But it's a wonderful habit. Isn't it? <laughs> um, Let me pull up the Twitters real quick and see what kind of mentions we got sent out there. Well, Chris, while you're doing that, does the timetable work even a little bit? The is there any correlation to uh, Vince's theory? No, 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 because I left on 4.15, right? Yeah. I think that's when my final episode was. Uh, and then I started talking to her maybe about two weeks after that. So See, it works. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's enough um, for me. I mean, it's one of those things uh, where it, it we does. Since oh, we've officially confirmed your theory on weekly game chat. I will say it is one of those things now where you're like, ah, I definitely feel like I have, you know, something that is occupying my time away, you know, where I wasn't sure, yeah. until I had to it, step it, back in. It wasn't like I was like dying. Like it was more of, oh, it'd be nice to go do an episode. Right. But right. it wasn't like where I was sitting there going like, man, I, I just don't have anything to do anymore. I need to talk to these guys and figure out how to get back on for good. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, uh, really the only things we have that I'm seeing in mentions wise are, uh, <laughs> are mainly people responding to pictures I've posted on on there from a certain game we may talk about next week and asking me how is it <laughs> some Draven saying I'm really tempted to grab this now and uh Joe Zando saying such a beautiful game so <laughs> not really a ton there Paper Mario is gorgeous yes it is oh it? wait what oh, oh. dang it <laughs> <laughs> uh but John unless you got something else think that's going to do it for this week it's gonna be a short episode yeah that's uh that's okay with me though short yeah. sweet good quality though good quality that's what we and john, john if you're listening hope you're doing well and i'm um I'm, I'm i'm gonna try to connect with him at some point this week uh, yeah i messaged him yesterday but i didn't hear back and i'm just kind of i chalk it up to either he's doing something or um he's asleep yeah uh i, I guess we could do an update um just to provide because it he was supposed to have surgery last week, but basically he got there um, and he tested positive for COVID again. So they automatically canceled the surgery out of precaution. He's not showing any symptoms. Most uh, from what his wife said, uh, his wife, his wife, uh, it sounds like they thought it might just be a false positive from the fact that he's had it, you know, he, but, uh, until then he's just resting at home and, and eventually they will, I guess in another 14 days, probably do another test. And as long as that's good, he'll finally get a surgery. I don't know if maybe it will be a little bit sooner, but that's the latest I have heard from them here. I'll even do everyone a favor real quick and go to Facebook and just to see if by some weird chance there's an update. You never know, you know, it's always possible. Uh, but I did not see one here recently. Um, 
Yeah, nothing since then. So that is the latest as we know it at this point. With that said, this has been episode, I think, 266 of Weekly Games Chat. If you like the show, subscribe to us and you'll get a new episode on whatever podcast service you use every Wednesday for your listening pleasure. If while you're there, you want to drop a rating or a review, we appreciate it because it helps people find the show. If you want to write your thoughts and prayers in, you can write them to weeklygameschat at gmail.com or you can message us on Twitter's and if you want to join in the wonderful discussions we got out there with the community uh, and just the community at large, head over to Discord and uh, and join in. We appreciate it. You can find all those things just by simply searching Weekly Games Chat. And until next week, I will simply say game on, John. Game on, Chris. <laughs> game on, Sean. Game on, Sean. Your mom's I changed it up again. Peace out, everybody. Thug life. Mm.